Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm so, so glad that you are here. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Just be here now in this digital spiritual space that we create together. And take off your shoes for the place where you are is holy. We're going to read Revelation 8, which is 13 verses tonight. And the first time as we read it, where does your attention go to what word or phrase in this reading? When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel came and stood over the altar, having a golden censer. Much incense was given to him that he should add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. The smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. The angel took the censer, and he filled it with the fire of the altar, then threw it on the earth. Thunders, sounds, lightnings, and an earthquake followed. The seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first sounded, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. One third of the earth was burned up, and one third of the trees were burned up, and all of the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded, and something like a great burning mountain was thrown into the sea. One-third of the sea became blood, and one-third of the living creatures which were in the sea died. One-third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch, and it fell on one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. One-third of the waters became Wormwood. Many people died from the waters because they were made bitter. The fourth angel sounded, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, so that one-third of them would be darkened, and the day wouldn't shine for one-third of it, and the night in the same way. I saw, and I heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on earth because of the other blasts of the trumpets of the three angels who are yet to sound. What word or phrase sticks out to you? For me it was... Much incense was given to him that he should add it to the prayers of all the saints. And then took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar, then threw it on the earth. Thunders, sounds, lightnings, and an earthquake followed. The second time as we read from Revelation, what connection do you make from these readings to your own life, your own experience, your own spirituality? When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. 
I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel came and stood over the altar, having a golden censer. Much incense was given to him, that he should add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. The smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. The angel took the censer, and he filled it with the fire of the altar, then threw it on the earth. Thunders, sounds, lightnings, and an earthquake followed. The seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first sounded, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. One-third of the earth was burned up, and one-third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded, and something like a great burning mountain was thrown into the sea. One-third of the sea became blood, and one-third of the living creatures which were in the sea died. One-third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch, and it fell on one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. One-third of the waters became Wormwood. Many people died from the waters because they were made bitter. The fourth angel sounded, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, so that one-third of them would be darkened. And the day wouldn't shine for one-third of it, and the night in the same way. I saw, and I heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on earth because of the other blasts of the trumpets of the three angels who are yet to sound. What connection do you make to your own life from this passage in Revelation? Thunders, sounds, lightnings. I guess I don't really know how old I was, maybe eight or nine, maybe ten. We, um, we moved from Kentucky to Pennsylvania. And my mom's parents, my granddad, my grandpa, and grandma came to help us move and helped drive the truck and corral the kids, probably, and get stuff situated. And um, so we were there with them, and they stayed a couple of nights. I, I don't know how long they actually stayed with us. And one of the nights this big, huge, rolling thunderstorm moved through. And I remember my grandpa went out onto the front stoop to just watch the storm, and I went out and sat with him. I I feel like I climbed up on, like, the little ledge that made the, the entrance to the apartment, and I was sitting out there. And, um... And the... One of the neighbors next door maybe or a couple doors down came out and we were all just kind of there together and somehow I don't I don't think it was a long conversation but my grandpa started talking to him and just said something and they went back and forth and then my grandpa said you know this is just power maybe was the word this is just you know it's just amazing to watch God's power God's creation beautiful 
And that was kind of the moment that I let myself fall in love, really, with thunderstorms. And so, skip forward a few years, I was in high school, and my mom and I were driving, for whatever reason, to the Dillons on 29th, which is not where we normally shopped, but that's where we were. And uh, there's this huge thunderstorm, and I was cackling and saying how much I loved it. She was like, well, why do you love thunderstorms? And I think I said something like, destruction. She can call and correct me or text me or something later if she remembers what I actually said. But what I didn't do was say, tell this story about grandpa and being there, which is, you know, kind of one of my foundational formational stories in some ways. And uh, so a cheeky part of me is like, oh, now a thunderstorm is the smoke of the incense and the prayers of the saints, the incense of the altar of God being flung upon the earth. That's what a thunderstorm is. Sounds like a a native, a mythological superstition, and I quite like it. So I'm going to stick with it and roll with it for a while. So it's just a story. No meaning, no summing up, just... That's my connection tonight. Thunders, sounds, lightnings. As we read this final time, what is your intention? Now that we've read and reflected on this passage, what do you want to do or can you imagine yourself doing as we read in your own life? When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel came and stood over the altar, having a golden censer. Much incense was given to him that he should add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. The smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. The angel took the censer, and he filled it with the fire of the altar, then threw it on the earth. Thunders, sounds, lightnings, and an earthquake followed. The seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first sounded, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. One third of the earth was burned up, and one third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded, and something like a great burning mountain was thrown into the sea. One-third of the sea became blood, and one-third of the living creatures which were in the sea died. One-third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch, and it fell on one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. One-third of the waters became Wormwood. Many people died from the waters because they were made bitter. The fourth angel sounded, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon and one-third of the stars, so that one-third of them would be darkened. And the day wouldn't shine for one-third of it, and the night in the same way. I saw and I heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the other blasts of the trumpets of the three angels who are yet to sound. 
What's your intention in this passage? Many people died from the waters because they were made bitter. I don't know if maybe cynicism or hopelessness or despair or rage or anger might be a better word, but it seems to me that the overriding spirit of politics in America is bitterness. And I'm, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to learn that. I feel like I've seen this or heard that, and it, it seems like it's probably true that one-third or more of registered voters don't vote or of potential registered voters aren't even registered. Now, there may be record turnout this particular election cycle. Who knows? But to have one-third of people who could matter and use their voice not, one-third of them died because they were made bitter. So I'm going to ponder how not to be bitter, no matter what happens, doesn't mean I won't be fearful or afraid or sad, but to own it and not lose it in bitterness. I got in a uh, Facebook argument with an acquaintance from my college and we went back and forth several rounds and finally I said, Hey, I'm calling it quits. Like I'm going to bed. I'm going to, I'm going to log back in later and listen to my friend's live show. And I did, and I didn't engage that anymore. And it was fine. You know, neither one of us convinced the other. So I messaged him this week cause he, you know, has, has posted things like from, uh, OAN, One America News, or whatever it is, and from QAnon and Infowars and things, posted them unironically. Believes these things, thinks that they're they're the actual real news that the mainstream media won't dare to cover. And um, you know that's that's not the side of the street I'm rolling on these days, and. But he's posted a lot of things about Hunter Biden. And I've screenshotted a couple of them. And so today I I sent him, you know, probably 15 short messages. That's kind of how I, how I info dump a little bit. And was just like, hey, man, like, I know this is, this is a lot. And I know, like, I appreciate, I've cultivated on my Facebook having all kinds of voices, you know, in my feed. And, and I appreciate, you know, seeing all different points of view and, um, you know, so these, these two pictures that I sent you, like, they just really stuck to me because like the medical community, I didn't say science, I wanted to, but the medical community is pretty clear that addiction is a disease. And, um, you know, I just don't think that that's the kind of thing we should be slamming people for publicly. You know, if you want to hit Hunter Biden for Burisma or Ukraine or corruption or and I even said Epstein Island, although that is, oof, I don't I don't really want to go there in this space. But, you know, I said, like, look, all of that great. But like, maybe just think about this. Like, I know that you've posted stuff about op- opioids in the past and, you know, so I know you take that seriously and just like, just just maybe think about that. You know, try not to be bitter. Acknowledge that he and I, like, 
yeah, we're never going to convince each other on Facebook. But, and he said, you know, he responded right away and said, Hey, thanks for reaching out by text. Appreciate it. You know, like we're not going to convince each other on Facebook. I've got a super busy three days. Like I don't want to dodge this. I want to come back to it when I can give it some time. And I said, Hey, totally fine. And I don't know if anything more will come of it, but it's just, for me, it was an honest conversation with someone. I raised something that was kind of on my mind and my heart. I gave some reasons for it and, and I just let it be. I don't, I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be bitter. Even, even while I'm scared to be sincere, I don't want to be bitter. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, my friends, for in all of this woe and woe and woe there is still prayer and incense and saints and angels and you do not have to be bitter for you have within you the light of god the light of the world which you are always